Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Hello, and welcome to the Adoption Chronicles. Michael Shepard's my name and I'm here with you today to help Nicole Holt tell her story about adoption and I'm very, very happy to have her on the podcast. Welcome to the show, Nicole. Thank you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Um, So to get us started or go back to, uh, I guess sometimes the start isn't necessarily the start. Um, Adoption is a very interesting story i think sometimes or not sometimes but all the time uh whereabouts does your story start uh mine started when i was young i was about oh would have been in year four bit of a troubled child at school and got into a fair bit of trouble yep got sent home welfare was called in and i was more or less told about the adoption right um yeah. So how did that <laughs> go of, down? Um, you know what? It really didn't click at that young age that I was different from every other child. I always thought to myself, though, why were my parents a lot older than yep. my friend's parents? Right. And mum sort of sat down and explained, you know, we love you, we wanted you, this, that. But 
yeah, it was like nothing to me until mm -hmm. I got to the teenage years. Right. <laughs> and that's when it started to hit home that, you know, I was different from all my friends. So that's what with felt that, to me. I think one thing that's reasonably common amongst adopted people is the uh, the thoughts that we have about what might have been or what would have happened if I wasn't adopted. Did you have any of those types of thoughts? Um, I did in my in the stage where as a, teen, a teenager I, I did get rebellious. Right. And I sort of, I, I don't know if I blamed anyone, but I always felt different. And even at family gatherings, I used to look at everyone and think, you know, they've got their real parents. I haven't. Yeah. And at one stage, I will be honest, I did get very bitter towards my adoptive parents. Okay. And then all of a sudden it was like, you know what, they love me. Yeah. What am I complaining about? Yeah, and I guess, and, uh, yeah, I was going to say, we all have a roundabout way to get to um, – a realisation as well. That's it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I I never did really, um, I wasn't, when I was young, I really didn't want to find birth mother, birth father. Mm -hmm. But I always knew I had an older sister. Okay. And that, that was a thorn in my side. Right. For years, for years. So, but... You know, you sort of out of respect, you don't go looking, you leave things and then after a while it sort of eats at you again and you think, oh, you know, maybe I might just explore a little bit. And I got my adoption order from my parents okay. and I sort of looked at that and went, oh, okay, I really am adopted. Um, my name was Linda. Okay. <laughs> I was born in Crown Street and I thought maybe I should write to someone and see what I can find out. But, again, I let it slide. Yep. And then I think when I had my first child, it was like, oh, I really do need to know some medical background. Sure, absolutely. But, and then when I had my first child, the hospital, uh, I'm, on, I'm from the Central Coast in New South Wales. Ah, God's country. Yes, <laughs> and um, I, one of the nurses there was so helpful. She said to me, look, if you apply through community, I think it was community services back then, yep. you know, they should be able to put you on the right path, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And I did that, and I think it was 12 months later, I received this letter in the post, and it, it sort of looked formal, and I thought, Oh, should I open it or should I just put it aside and let it go? And then I yeah. thought, no, come on, be a big girl. Yeah, yeah. Do this. Yeah. So I opened it up and <laughs> it just, I think it just sort of shocked me to see in, in paper form a brother, sisters, uh, parents, oh, mother, not so much birth father. Right. But the birth mother. And I thought, oh, but medical history, nothing. Right. Nothing. So that sort of floored me. And I thought, oh, well, I've got nothing to work off. So hopefully there was no, you know, major diseases or anything. Yep. And yeah. And I left it again. And I was 
would have been just after my father passed away in 2012. Right. Out of respect to both my elderly parents, I chose not to go any further with it. Okay. But but when they both passed, that's when I really went into it. Right. So you went the deep thinking, dive, did you? Oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so, yeah. Yeah, it's um, not an easy process, so. No. So um, I found it did play havoc with me. Okay. Um, you had all these thoughts going through your head at one stage, you know. Um, did my birth mother really want me or was she made to give, give me up or, you know, yeah. and then reality sort of sunk, sort of hit me and I thought, no, I need to keep going with this. And yep. I did. And I did my DNA. Um, I thought, all right, we'll just let that go and see what happens. And then all of a sudden I received all this information um, when I was in Tasmania. Right. And it was like, oh, my dear, there is more siblings than what I thought. Wow. Um, yeah. And there was already yeah. a few listed. So, yes, yeah. And I was lucky because uh, with some of them, I actually got birth certificates. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But as we know, tracing females is the hardest part because we get married. Yes. Names change. So and that's it. So it's extremely hard. But, um, yeah, it was quite an eye-opener to, to see this in black and white and to read about the birth mother, there was nothing on the birth mother because she actually lied. Oh. She, yeah, she, <laughs> I'm going to be awful here, but my birth mother was a very conniving person. Right. Yes, in a way I'm glad I never did meet her. Yep. So <laughs> I don't think I ever would have got on with her at all. But, okay. um Yeah, yeah. So, but um, I'm still going with it. I'm still, you know, going through the process of, Finding more siblings. So far, I've found two siblings okay. um, and a half brother. Yep, I've, I've met them. Um, the two eldest ones were extremely close. Yep. Um, my half brother, he sort of found it extremely hard. Extremely hard. Yeah. Um, did they grow up with your mother. birth mother? Nope. None of us did. Ah, right. Yeah. Yeah. She. <laughs> Um, when I met my oldest sister, I met her in 2019. Yep. She, she struggled with the fact that there was all these siblings that she knew nothing about. Yeah. And we sat down and we spoke and she told me a bit about the birth mother. Yep. She ended up living with the birth mother's foster mother. Okay. Yeah. Right. And um, apparently she was a very cruel lady, the birth mother. Very okay. cruel lady. Right. And... Um, a lot of men involved, a lot of men. Mm -hmm. But I was lucky because I do have four full siblings. Four so, full siblings. Yep. Right. Yep. Four, four full siblings and we have six half siblings. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. And there could still be a few more out there. Jeez. Yeah. yeah that's, yeah, um, so. yeah, that's, that's <laughs> quite the, uh, Quite the story on behalf of, of your birth mother. And I guess if that means she's a foster child, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. She was made a ward of the state. Both her parents were alcoholics. Right. 
so she was one of three siblings and the three of them were all fostered out different families wow so they were separated so she would have had a lot of angst in her life and rebellion too i would assume you know when i think about it i'm not so sure right i'm not so sure um she, from what my elder sister said, she was a very happy-go-lucky sort of lady. Okay. Nothing phased her. Yep. But she just wasn't interested. She'd go and have a child but didn't want it. It was like um, just a piece of dirt on the shoe. Wow. No, yeah, yeah. Very, very harsh lady. Yeah, that is, that's pretty harsh, I've got to say. Um, so <laughs> yeah. did any of your siblings uh contact her or get to meet her uh just the older sister right she did um but it wasn't a good good she stayed with her for about two years uh-huh. uh when she was i think she was 14 or 15 at the time but um the birth mother sort of oh it's gonna sound terrible isn't it um Put her through a terrible time. Right. I won't go into details. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. It's her story, yeah, it was, I suppose. Yeah, very terrible time. Right. Um, a majority of us were adopted out, but a few of them were just, when she walked out of the hospital with them, just passed off to friends. Wow. And they were never registered, like never adopted, legally adopted. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's interesting <laughs> in itself in... It, it is. It is. My middle sister, she was one of those children. Right. So... Uh, I both okay. walked out holding her and passed her over to a best friend. Wow, here's a kid. <laughs> yep, that was it. Wow. Yep, take her. I don't want her. You can have her. You wanted a child. Here you go. Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, oh. that's incredible. Yeah, I, I class myself as one of the lucky ones out of that lot. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> you found all this out when you were in your 20s or 30s? Or... Oh, gee, I wish. No, I'm actually in my 50s. Right. right. Yeah, most of this I found out in the last four years, four right. or five years. Okay. Yeah. And that's so... after the DNA? Yep, yep. Yeah, I was, um, I did my DNA testing and then I went on to uh, this Facebook page uh, for a search angel. Yep. Beautiful lady, beautiful lady. She helped me work through my DNA because technology is beyond me. I have no idea. And um, she she helped me uh, put together pieces. Yep. And she actually, (laughs) I will say, found my half brother. Oh, cool. So would yeah. that be Diane by any chance? Yep. Yep. The so one and only. A big shout out to <laughs> Diane. Um, Diane oh, yeah. was uh, my very first guest on the Adoption Chronicles. Beautiful woman. Yeah, absolutely. She, she's what you call a, a true angel, that one. Yep. Yeah. And, so, yeah, um, amazing. She uh, worked out who my birth father was. Right. Um, and I... I was lucky there because I was able to get in contact with um, a cousin of DNA whose father was the nephew of my birth father. Right. So I was able to get some information relating to him. Okay. But he never knew that 
she was pregnant with us kids, so wow, he wouldn't have known. Yeah, and yeah. a few. So he fathered a few children with her, though. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, Gigolo himself, I think. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my cousin's father said that he was a very happy-go-lucky man. Yep. Uh, a black sheep of the family, but never hurt anyone. Right. But he just had this thing about my birth mother. He just kept going back to her. Right. Yeah. They never got married. Yeah. Um, she did get married to one man, and when he found out that he wasn't the father of me, he left her in two days after really? marriage. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went, oh, I'm not paying for these bills. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. She's not mine. I'm out. Yeah, yeah right. That's, yeah. that's uh, another case of a brutal decision. Well, she did tell the social worker at the time when she married this man that she must have been drunk when she did it. Ah. Like I said, she was a very cold-hearted sort of person. I don't yeah. think she had much emotion yep. at all. Um, the only emotions I believe that she really had was her passion was dancing, ballroom dancing. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, but for children, no, she didn't have much passion at all. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess everybody's an individual. Um, and yeah, yeah, I guess the, um, the decisions of, uh, other people have, have formed our lives. Um, yeah. and I guess that it's all goes to making up the story, doesn't it? Oh, it does. One day I'll sit down and I've, I've said that to my sisters, we'll sit down and we'll put everything together yeah. and we'll just make a big book out of it. Yeah. Because it, it's, it's quite interesting when you get into it from when you start from, you know, when you first find out to this age of being nearly 60 yep. and then to meet your sisters like I met my elder sister in 2019 right and then I met I met my middle sister in 2021 yeah okay and yeah. we've got a very close bond the three of us oh that's really good yeah so and a lot of people don't get that opportunity no and and especially at my age group anyway <laughs> yeah that's right and when you do start the process of potentially meeting a sibling, you just don't know what's what you're in for. It could end yeah, it, anyway. Yeah, that's right. Well, my elder sister, um, when we initially first met, it was hard. It was very hard. Um, it was a lot of emotion for her yep. because she had been slammed with all this information and um, probably about three months later, yep. she didn't talk to me. Oh. For, didn't talk to me for about three, four months. Yep. She had to process. Yeah. She just had to process. Fair enough. And um, I, I understood all that. And yep. that is my biggest thing. I never, ever wanted to disrupt anybody. Yeah. Never. That was, I used to say to my husband, I just don't want to break anyone's families up yeah. over anything. Yeah. At all. And um but now, you know, it's 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 building that that relationship with siblings. Yep. And we're 
<laughs> I must admit, the two elder siblings don't gel that well. Okay. There's a bit of bit of friction between them. Yep. It's like, well, wh- why didn't you look for me and why didn't you look for me? But the thing was, none of them knew. Yeah. I was the only one who knew. Right. And it's it's hard, as I said to my other siblings, the, the eldest child, um, she was born in 50... Uh, 54, I think it was. Mm-hmm. So she may not have known she was adopted. No. That's This is where you've got to be so careful. Yeah. And, so and careful. that's the thing, even from, uh, and, and talking to many people, it's evident that the adoption process was uh, different in each decade, you know? Yes, I think so. Yes. It was yes. kind um, of similar in the late 60s and early 70s until the laws changed. But yes. from the early 60s previously, um, that it was a different different world nearly every decade. That's true. That's true. Well, I remember when I first applied for paperwork, the social worker saying to me that if your mother, your birth mother has a veto, we yeah. can't help. She yep. doesn't. She never signed a veto, right? On any of them. I guess that's so strange. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. I don't know if she thought, well, if they come looking for me, you know, I'll be prepared. I can explain everything. This that, but I never had really. I didn't want to go looking for her because yeah. I always thought to myself, what mother would give all these children away? Yeah. And I guess the other part to the story is with the technology of the day, it would have been, you know, once there's a separation there, it would have been virtually impossible to find that connection again. However, the technology's improved now so that, well, DNA uh, evidence, you can't escape it anymore. Um, No, you can't, but... I see the good side of it, but I see the upsetting side too. Yeah. Because you can you can disrupt so many people's lives as well. Absolutely. Um, you know, if you jump jump the gun and start writing to all these people that have come up as matches and everything, yeah, they're not going to know. They're no. not going to know. Yeah. And you you're just you know destroying people's lives there, and. That is something I never wanted to do. That's why with Diane, I was so relieved to have someone who could say, this is how we're going to do it, Nicole. Yeah. And she she would just help me. She'd help me how I was going to write the letter, how I was going to approach these people. I was lucky. I got to meet her face to face and, you know, we sat down and, yeah, I had a few tears here and there. Yeah. Um, sometimes it does get to me. Yep. But. Yeah, she helped me so much, so yeah, much. Absolutely. And, and so. I was going to say, yes, yeah, so, and she's helped so many people too. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's someone who, who wasn't adopted herself. Yeah. To, absolutely. Yeah. And that's when I found that out, I was, um, yeah, blown away, really. Um, and she's got a real softly, softly approach with it, which I, I think you yeah. have to go with. That's it. Well, I did see one side. I will tell you this story. Yep. I saw a side of Diane once. Um, 
when I had a DNA match come through, it was a close match, very right. close match. Yep. And she said to me, just reach out to them, send them this, that. Well, this person led me to believe that he was actually my nephew. Right. But it turned out he wasn't. He was just playing a game. Oh. And uh, when I got back to Diane, oh, she was ropeable. She was imagine. ropeable. She yeah. actually she actually wrote him a text and said, how can you do this to people and blah, 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 blah. It, it was terrible. I sort of lost a bit of the keep going yeah, yeah. at the time. Yep. And I thought, oh, I wonder how many times this, this happens to other people. You know, but she just has that knack to put you at ease. Yeah. And to sit down and and start going through it all, and it's so interesting once you get in there and and start to learn about your grandparents and your great grandparents and you know all these people that you envision. Yep. And you go, wow, wow. But I've never lost respect for my adoptive parents. Yeah. That's the that's where I'm a bit different there. Yeah. Um, they were, they were always my parents. They were beautiful people. Yep. I had a wonderful life. And, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. Didn't and, say anything more about them. Yeah, that's right. And um, there's a there's a few of us that are very, very lucky. Um, yes. In that where, um, yeah, the, the, the our adoptive parents are everything that we needed. Um, that's right. Yeah. And... Yeah, unfortunately, that's not the case for everybody. No, that's it. That's it. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, I, I think to myself how how lucky some of us are. Yeah. But what the others went through, and and I often think to myself, I hope my other siblings had good lives yeah. as well. Yep. So, but um, yeah, I yeah, it's an interesting time in my life at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah, whereabouts, how are you going at the moment? Um, well, at the moment we're on this um, treadmill of finding one of our brothers. Right. So my two sisters are now involved in looking. So okay. uh, we have another, or the older sister has a caseworker working with her. Yep. So we're still looking, we're hoping, but, you know, if it doesn't eventuate, it doesn't. Yeah. You know, as long as in my heart I think they've had a happy life and, you know, yeah. they're, they're okay. And But I also think to myself they may not have known they were adopted either. Exactly. Are you... Because um, a lot of... Are you in the same, like, regional area as No. Uh, one sibling's, or two of them are in Melbourne. Yep. One's actually down in Penrith. Okay. Uh, and another one's up at, um, I think it's Rockhampton, right. up that way. Yep. Yeah. Uh, apparently there's another one down in Kiama. Okay. Uh, but we haven't got in contact with her yet. Right. Um, we did have another sibling, um, a female. Uh, she just, she was a very angry, upset girl. She got in contact with my eldest sibling and... Um, she was actually given away and lived a life with a prostitute. Oh, dear. So, yeah, so she's a very anger, angry, bitter, bitter person, but she doesn't want anything to do with any of us, and I understand that. Yeah. I have no 
I wouldn't even force myself there. Yep. Um, but yeah, she's she sort of wants nothing to do with this. She was actually looking for the birth mother. Right. And but the birth mother died in 2012. So right. Yeah. That would have yeah. been an interesting uh, coming together. Oh, that would have been deadly, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would have liked to have been in that room no. at all. No. At all, because she, she was, yeah, she had said to my older sibling, she said, I lived a terrible life lived growing up with a prostitute and uh, she lived in the cross and, yeah, yeah terrible right. times for her. So Yeah, she would have seen some uh, things that would have... Uh, yeah, d- damage. Yeah. I would assume. Oh yes, very much so. Very much so. Yeah. But you know, my kids have always been behind me through this. Yeah. They've, especially my eldest, my daughter. Cool. She has really pushed me along. <laughs> yeah. So, and they've been lucky. They've got to meet some of their aunts and uncles. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. 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 I often so, think that um, our children. It's nearly as much their story as it is ours because when we think about our parents, we're thinking about our lineage and further, mm. so our grandparents and, and who their parents were. And I think sometimes they're the uh, well, they're the unsung people. I don't want to say forgotten because I don't think that any of us have forgotten our own children, but their stories... Um, mm. You know, I, I would assume they must think about what may have been or that as well because, you know, if... if I agree there. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think sometimes as well when I'm thinking about doing the DNA, which I haven't done but I'm still considering it, um, yeah. if I were to decide not to do it but then my son decides to do it, that same can of worms is open and that's well his choice that's what happened with my middle sister right okay her son actually did his dna because she used to talk about she used to say to her son i'm sure i've got siblings out there i'm almost certain i do blah 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 yep and he turned around and he said well mum do you mind if i do my dna and see what we come up with and she said no go for it and he did his dna and he came up with a very, very close match. Okay. And he actually messaged me and asked me a few questions, but I, I was a little bit hesitant because mm-hmm. his name was actually the same name as the first person who took me on a goose chase. Ah. What, same uh, first and last name or? Yes. No <laughs> That's <way>. it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, so I was very careful as to what, I allowed him to see and yeah. um, I asked him a lot of questions and I wanted the answers from him and he gave me everything that I had in front of me on paper yep. and I went, I'm your aunt. Wow. And he was just, he was over the moon. Yep. Within probably half an hour I had a phone call from my sister. I'd never spoken to her in my life. Yeah, wow. She was crying, I was crying and yep. we organised a meet-up in a week's time and yeah i've never flown out the front door so quick in all my life <laughs> so how, how did <laughs> it's that like looking go? in the mirror yeah it was wonderful it's like looking in the mirror with her i'm very my middle sister and i are very much alike yeah um 
we have similar natures. Uh, Personality-wise, we're, we're different because our personalities are created as we're growing up. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was a beautiful time. Yeah. Actually, with both sisters, so it was it was a great time. Yeah. So, and then we had a holiday away. Okay. Um, we went to Melbourne. We took my granddaughter and my daughter and met my two sisters down there. And, yep. yeah, we spent a couple of days down there, and it was wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, cool. Um, I guess you touched on your personality formed through your experiences, so that kind of uh, brushes the nature versus nurture debate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's a more of a conversation, I think, than a debate, um, and that's what forms us. Um, by meeting your siblings and half-sibling or um, and those that you mm-hmm. have met that um, are genetically yep. related to you, have you found anything that goes towards answering that type of question, personality uh, traits that are the same? Well, my middle sister and I, we're both, um, she's an RN. I was in the nursing sector. Okay. But our our personalities are very similar in we're very giving. Right. Um, We we do tend to laugh at stupid things. Yep. Stupid things. Um, My older sister, her personality is more reserved. Okay. She's very, she's very into herself. Um, Right. But then again, too, I put it down that her lifestyle was very different from my other sister and myself. Yeah. Um, but really, if you put the three sisters together, there's only two of us that have the same personality. Okay. And that's my middle sister and myself. Right. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah. My um, half-brother, his, yep. his nature is completely different to all of us. He's um, he he's sort of been in and out of trouble most right. of his life, but yep. yeah, but uh, I don't think he would purposely go out and hurt anyone. But yep. he's very much into himself as well. He's yep. he's not a real out there sort of person, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But I do believe my middle sister, her her parents that she grew up with were very much like my parents. Right. Um, so she was a very loved child, she said, extremely yep. spoiled child, uh-huh. which I think she still is. <laughs> She's still very spoiled. Yeah. I'll say that about my older sister. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. So I, th- I believe, yeah, our personalities are very similar, very right. similar. But even my husband says that. Yeah. Okay. And to have that from um, an outsider's perspective is. Um, yes. <laughs> it, I guess it justifies it too, doesn't it? It does. It does. When and, and you know, I my son says to me, "Mum, you don't realise how much you are like your sister." Yeah, Not right. in just looks, but in the personality. He said it's funny. He said just to sit there and watch the two of you talk. Huh. He said you sound alike. You laugh the same. He said, but you even feel the same. And I thought, oh yes, but we're we're four years apart. Yeah. Yeah, that's really so, interesting. Yeah, I be- yeah, I believe it is a bit of probably our backgrounds, who we grew up with, and yeah, yeah. Bit of column A, All bit right. of column B, perhaps. Could be. 
yeah. could be. <laughs> but I, I, I do believe sometimes I think we have a bit of our birth father's nature. Right. Yeah. We, yeah. Um, he had that caring nature. Yep. And I believe that's where it comes from as well. Right. So because both her and myself have been black sheeps of the family. Uh-huh. Um, my, my adoptive parents' family didn't accept me. Oh, right. No, no, because I wasn't blood. Yeah, that's interesting as well, isn't it? I think that's something yeah. that um, can get overlooked a lot in, our, uh, it in does. our stories. It does, yeah. Has When my adoptive parents died, none of the family wanted anything to do with me. Wow. Yeah. So that they hasn't just... changed at all over time? No, no, no. I remember when my adoptive mother's mother had a stroke i went up to the hospital i was at that stage i was a mother myself yeah and i was very close to my grandmother and i was sitting with her and one of my mum's sister walked in and she said what are you doing here you're not blood get out (gasps) wow yeah and i've never ever forgotten that never no that'll be uh impossible to forget oh it is it just always sat there and i used to say to mum why do they hate me so much I walk me around and she said, Nicole, you're not blood. She said, but to your father and myself, you are blood. Yeah. So, yeah, but, you know, families can be cruel as well. They forget that you were a little child and, you know, it's like you don't have feelings, so we can say what we want to. Some of my cousins used to say, oh, you're not our family, go away. We don't want to play with you and, you know, so... But you sort of, I think that's why when you have your own children, you become so protective. Yeah. You just got to, you know, give them all that love. And then when the grandkids come, it's the same thing all over again. Yeah. (laughs) You don't want anyone to hurt them. No. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I've got to say that they missed out. Mm, They do. I think so. I mean, if they got to know me properly, they would have, you know, got to enjoy someone. Absolutely. <laughs> they yeah. were friends with them. Yeah, completely. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. Um, you know, I've got a great husband. I've got beautiful children, beautiful grandchildren, beautiful siblings. So, you know, I'm happy. I was going to say there's a few boxes ticked right there. Oh, yeah. Which is really good to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you were to start... Um, I guess the, I'm just thinking about how to frame the question. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put it towards the DNA angle. Um, yep. if, if somebody out there who's um, got adoption in their life, whether they're an adopted person or um, they're the, the child of an adopted person and they're looking to start the DNA process, um, mm-hmm. have you got any advice that you'd like to give them? Well, if to be perfectly honest, really, if you're going to do it, be heartfelt about it. Yeah. And do it. But don't do it out of spite. Yeah. Do it because you want the true answers, but be careful. Yeah. Because it doesn't always turn out the way you want it to turn out. No. 
as a as a child we believe you know we had there was a reason why the the birth parents gave us away maybe you know they couldn't afford us this that you make these little pictures yeah but yeah i mean you really got to think hard when you're doing the dna um if you if you're really doing it do it uh, i mean honestly it was the best thing i ever did um but if it's out of spite don't do it yeah don't do it that's good advice you're gonna hurt somebody not just yourself it's the other people you're gonna think about yeah totally and i i've always believed that that you know if it's out of bitterness because you're given up then don't do it don't yeah. do it that's because, good advice you know yeah it, it's not going to help you and it's not going to help them no. no and you can't uh, change you the know, past no you can't you can't you can you know make your future get a bit better but you can't change that past you were given up there are reasons behind it yep but you know just don't be bitter about it no. at all. So all I can say is if you're going to do your DNA, do it, but be careful. Mm. Just be careful. It's um, it's like flipping coin. You know, it could, could come out good for you or it can come out worse yeah. than what you thought. Yep. So there's always, you know, catch 22. You've got to be careful. Yes, no, that's and, uh, some some wise words there. and um, yeah. You know, as my husband said, be prepared because he, he used to worry. Right. He, he used to say to me, you know, you're going to get you're going to get hurt. There's a possibility you're going to get hurt. There's a possibility they don't want to know you, Nicole. What are you going to do? I said, I'll be all right. I'll be fine. Yeah, because when when I met my sister and after the initial meeting and everything and then she cut me off for three months. I never told anybody. I never said anything. Yeah. And then my husband turned around and he said, have you heard from your sister? And I looked yeah. at him and I went, no. He said, she's cut you off, hasn't she? And I tried to make light of the situation because yeah. I didn't want to get upset and yeah. everything. And I said, it's all right. I said, she's got a process. Yeah. And that's where I meant you got to be very careful when you go out and do all this searching and, you know, be prepared yeah. for a few heartaches on the way. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's um, yeah. a little bit like predicting the weather. You you may have a feeling that something's going to happen, but you never know <laughs> what's going to come. Is it going to be a sunny day or a big black storm? Yeah, I never looked at it like that, but, yes, <laughs> that's, yeah, I like that. Yeah, that is good. <laughs> No worries. Well, no. I um I hope there's many more sunny days for you in the in the future, Nicole. Oh, there will be. Believe me. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, thanks very much for coming on uh, the Adoption Chronicles. So, um, uh, really appreciate you coming on and telling your story. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. That was Nicole Holt with her adoption story. Um, and I'd like to thank Nicole again for coming on. And as always, uh, we will be talking to more people with adoption in their lives and more shows to come. Until then, bye for now.
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.